0: Hey guys, it's your girl Charlotte Walker, aka the PDMP, inviting you to take our new podcast survey. The link is in the description below. We'll be asking you to take this survey and let us know what you know about the podcast, what you like about the podcast, what you dislike about the podcast. We want all the tea on what you think about the podcast. So like I said, take a couple minutes, hop on, take the survey, and get us your feedback so we can continue to make the show as lit as possible. Now let's hop into the show.
1: We've always believed in something called progress. It's time to get lit. What kind of lit? Health lit. That's what I'm talking about. It's time to get educated about health conditions affecting our community. Your health is very important. Check in with experts on important topics like breast cancer, diabetes, prematurity, and much more. This show is lit. No one should know you better than you. So lock in. Welcome to Your Health is Lit.
0: Hi, guys, this is Charlotte Walker, a.k.a. The PDMP, and we are back in for a New Year's session of the podcast. Woo! Did everybody have a great New Year? Awesome. We're so good. Two days in. Two days in. We've already conquered two days. So we are all going to introduce ourselves, but I'm so excited because we have a very special guest on Miss um, Joy Diggs. She is
1: going so on, everybody.
0: Yes, she is a registered dietitian, a personal trainer, and she owns Dig Deep Fitness and Nutrition in Houston, Texas. And she is here to help us get snatched in
2: 2019. And so I'm. You here. gotta make sure that everybody's off the right foot for the new yes. year.
0: Yes, snatched. So Donna's in the house.
3: Hi, I'm Donna Williams, a.k.a. the Public Health Queen.
1: I am Tiffany
3: Flowers,
1: a.k.a. the Mental Health Passionist.
0: Okay, we're about to hop right into this interview um, because Lit News is just going to have to wait a second <laughs> because we're just trying to help y'all get snacks. So it's 2019, so everybody and their cousin is like, I'm ready to lose weight. It's the new year. Let's get snatched. Okay, great. So, like I said, we have Miss Joy Diggs of Dig Deep Fitness and Nutrition all the way in Houston, Texas. That was my good, that was like my best. Like I was trying to say it like Beyonce. That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, sorry. It did didn't happen.
0: Not. <laughs> um, she's a personal trainer wow. my yeah. person, who is helping others. Um, Reach their health and fitness goals. And she is here today to answer our diet and nutrition questions and get us to get our our freaking life. Get
2: y'all right for the new year 2019.
0: Come on. New year is new, right? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So let's hop right into our questions.
1: Alrighty. So, as she said, everyone is kind of like, let's start. Losing weight for the new year, and we all know usually by I don't know third week everyone's off the diet, right? Third day, so <laughs> <laughs> you be on day three like, did I lose twenty pounds yet? <clears throat> um, so <laughs> that kind of leads us to like, you know, what what minds? Why is mindset so important to diet and fitness?
2: Um, I think mindset ties into any goal, not just related to, you know, your nutrition and your fitness. Um, because a lot of times people wait to be motivated to act and motivation may be there at the very beginning, but unless you're committed to developing discipline, which is what it's going to take when you don't really feel like hitting the gym, it's cold outside, it's raining, you're not really feeling it. You're not seeing the progress you want to see. Are you still going to go hit the gym? Are you still going to eat healthy? Are you going to become overcome with your emotions? and you know throw away all the progress progress that you've already made so you have to set the mindset that i'm going to do this in spite of the way that i feel so that i can get the results that i want to get
0: joy i was waking up at 4 a.m and going to the gym every day and you just convicted my soul because i showed and stopped.
3: <laughs> I know I stopped after my birthday month i
1: stopped <laughs> I, did a good- I think 4 a.m though is kind of like 4 it's just ratchet
0: but it was ratchet though, and I'm not a morning person, and my husband is, and he'd be all bright and like, "Good morning!" I'm like, shut up! Like, and then get on the treadmill, and that just—I
3: just had a. The so was he going year. with you?
0: Yeah. Yep.
3: Even we're calling each other. Yeah, that's that's
0: really Yeah, me and Donald were calling each other. Yeah, it's tough. our accountability partners? we something like that. We tried. <laughs> we tried. But I, but I feel like now I need to get back into it because Joy said it takes discipline. I was like, dang. <laughs>
2: so, I mean, you have to develop discipline for a, for anything. Yeah. And I'm sure you're disciplined in other areas of your life. You just got to find a way to carry that over to your, your fitness goals.
1: Agreed. Yeah. And I think, too, is, and you probably would agree joy and you correct me if i'm wrong since you're the specialist here you gotta pick something that works for you i'm not a morning person so if i'm gonna right. say oh i'm gonna get up four days a week at six o'clock look i wake up at 10 okay it's just not gonna be real i need to find a time in the evening that i'm you know i right. can actually commit to you know so trying to make myself be mm-hmm. something that i'm not in addition to doing something that's difficult, like developing discipline, I think make it mm-hmm. harder.
2: So Definitely. You want to like remove as many barriers as possible. So, you know, the way you do that is try to find something that will fit more into your normal routine. Like you're saying, if you're used to getting up at 10, now you're talking about getting up at 4, you know, that's, that's a big change. So, like you said, if you're going to be up at 10 and you have some, some other time in your day where you can already fit it in, you're more likely to stick to that. As opposed to trying to make some drastic change and commit to that for a long period of time.
0: What other barriers have you seen um, this like throughout your tenure as, um, as a nutritionist and a trainer? What other barriers have you seen? People as far
2: as working out? Seen? Yes. Working out, um, a lot of times people try to stick to things that, th- that they don't like to do. So for exercise, there's so many different, we're, we're fortunate, like there's so many different facets that you can do, so many different things. You know, there's the kickboxing, there's yoga, I mean, not yoga, because that's not higher intensity, but you know, something like the Zumba classes, dance classes, you can find like what works for you and your personality, so that you're not always having to do something that you're not enjoying doing, and then you're trying to force yourself to, to like it.
0: You we're just speaking to my soul, because I was like, I, show. <laughs> I don't like the treadmill.
2: I like to dance, and that's what I'm about. Right. Okay. Come back, We're back. I think another one is making too many changes at one time. So, you know, now you're, you're waking up at 4 a.m. and you're gonna work out five days a week and you're going to, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, wait, let's just wait and, and, and make one small change at a time, stick with that change, make that a habit, and then add on from there.
1: Okay, so it doesn't all happen at once.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: So we also know that obesity runs higher in the black community um So, what kind of what, mm-hmm. and kind in your opinion, contributes to why is weight loss so seems to be harder for African Americans?
2: Our food is delicious. We we know how to cook and we know how to <laughs> eat, and that's
3: like part of our culture. Thank you.
2: <laughs> you know
0: what, I, in my I, grandma's
1: house,
0: I have had so many people, like a lot of other nutritionists that I've talked to, and. And it, there's like so many other reasons that they get, but like food is delicious. Like, let's be real for a second. My granny, when she
2: like yeah. on mac and cheese, I'm killing it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I grew up in my grandmother's house. So I grew up eating soul food every night, two and three plates. You know what I'm saying? It, it was no barrier. Like, if I wanted some more food, I went and got some more food. And so that's like the habit that you started mm-hmm. when you were younger. Now you're talking about eating healthy, so you're trying to remove a lot of the same taste that you're used to and eating something else, you know, that it's not going to taste as good. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to, you know, change your taste buds to, you know, develop liking other foods that are healthier for you. And it's just something that's going to have to happen over time. So a lot of times when people, like I said before, are trying to make these drastic changes, um, for a lot of people, it's not something that can stick to long term. Because we we were used to eating soul food, yeah,
0: and every day. And grandma's encourage it. Like I, the first time Absolutely. I really started to try to lose weight, we went somewhere with my grandma, and I I I still do it. I portion only like half of my foods. Like let's say we go out to eat, I'll eat half and put like have them bring me a to go box right away and put the other half away. Right. And my baby looked at me. She said. I don't like that you're not eating all your food. I I'm, like, I'm not I'm not hungry though. And and that's what I said. I said, I am not hungry though, Gigi, so I'm not gonna finish it. And she's like They don't care. Oh. She's like, Well, she said, Fair enough. Like she was not pleased. <laughs> they encourage you, like
2: eat second, third. And that, yeah, that's it's part of our culture like, to eat and to sometimes overeat, you know, because it because it tastes good. So you just get more. And like you said, your grandmother, they put their heart and soul into their food, so they're like, You're gonna get seconds. I don't care if you want it or not. You're going to take some of this food
3: home with you? Uh-huh.
2: Next to the, the, ice ice end of the food. her couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I, I get it. And, it. and it, like I said, it's difficult, but it's not impossible to change, you know, what you're used to eating.
1: So, get talking about different types of food, right? So, I think not only is weight loss, and it's so, like, challenging, but then it's like you get bombarded with, um, all these different types of diets, you know? So what are some of like the pros and the cons of, you know, the diets that we're seeing today, especially like with, you know, keto is real big right now. Uh, Plant-based is real big right now going vegan. Um, actually Beyonce and Jay-Z just launched a a, a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, like what are some of the pros and the cons? And is it, you know, one superior than the other?
2: Um, well, no, the number one diet that um, is the best diet is the one that's gonna work for you long-term. So I think a lot of times people are looking for like some kind of short-term gain. And so they go with something that seems super extreme. Like, okay, I'm just gonna eat a piece of bread for the next seven days and I'm gonna lose 15 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you're going to lose the 15, but what happens after that? Yeah. Like, are you, are you putting your, setting yourself up to be healthier? Because overall, you should be looking at the quality of, of your food. Are you getting the vitamins and minerals that you need for the day? And are you preventing chronic diseases long term? If the diet is not doing that and it's not setting you up, up for that lifestyle, I don't think that it's something that, that you should be trying to do. So a lot of the, the diets now that are fads, you're either eliminating like full, whole food groups, so you're missing out on different vitamins and minerals that your body needs. Um, it's going to affect your energy levels. It's going to affect um, you know, how, you're, how your body's digesting food, how it turns food into energy. Now you're feeling fatigued all the time. You're wondering like, why, you don't, why you don't have any energy to work out. It's because you're not giving your body the things that it needs to be successful. Um, so You mentioned the keto diet, which that can be long-term for some people. Because people's bodies handle food differently, but it's a very high fat diet. And so a lot of times people look at the fact that it's high fat and they're like, okay, now I can have my bacon and my mayonnaise and whatever else. And they're not thinking about the quality of the food. They're just thinking about all the unhealthy foods that they can eat that may fit into that meal plan. So that, that's the problem with that is that just going into it first and foremost with the wrong mentality. Right. Because it should always be health first. And that's, unfortunately, not the issue. I mean, that's not what people normally go into, you know, the mindset.
0: I tried keto for three weeks. Let me tell y'all, I did lose 12 pounds, but mm-hmm. I was tired. I was mean, allegedly from my husband, and I was mean some more. <laughs> and I was like breaking out <laughs> my cold sweat. Like, like, so I Googled it. It's like the keto flu because you don't eat any, You like send your body, you don't eat any like carbs. And carbs are not mm-hmm. all horrible. If it, with anything, I feel like I've learned and trying to be healthier with anything, overdoing anything can be detrimental to your health. But the keto, y'all, some soldiers, cause, honey, I was in cold sweats. I felt like a crackhead. I don't know what. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what. <laughs> after three weeks, I was like, I'm done. I can't do yeah, it. But people's
2: food, people's bodies handle, handle food differently. I know some people who do the keto diet and they feel the best they've ever felt in their entire life. And they're like, without carbs, I'm just like a, a nicer person. But like you said, for you, the carbs, it made you, without carbs, you, you got a little bit meaner, according to your husband. Um, and the same for me, like, I, feel, I need carbs in my life, but I do know other people who, when they eat a lower carb diet, they have better success with weight loss. Um, they look better, they feel better. So that may be something that works better for them, but it's not for me. Right.
1: Definitely.
3: So I know something that you said was that, um, people body handle food different. So when you are with your client,
1: mm-hmm.
3: how do you come up with like a diet plan for them? Or do you recommend like a specific plan? What is it based off of when you're sitting with your clients?
2: Normally, we start with um, a pretty balanced diet, meaning you're eating a moderate amount of carbs. Um, if you're trying to lose weight, it may be a higher protein diet, but it's not a super high protein diet. And then moderate fat and kind of tweak it from there. But a lot of people know their body. So you may already know that you're sensitive to carbs. And if you eat more carbs, it's harder for you to lose weight. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to know your body weight better than I do. Right. So I'm taking all the information that you're giving me. I'm also looking at different body types. So there are three different body types, ectomorph, mesomorph and endomorph. And those three different body types handle carbs differently. And some of them um, are naturally better suited for like a higher fat diet, lower carb diet, that's the endomorph. And so I look at those factors to decide what diet type, which I don't want to say diet, which eating plan or eating pattern would probably be best suited for your fitness goal.
0: Can and you, so that's you just a animals, matter The morphs, like what? Which? what is which one? The three types? Yeah.
2: Yeah, so the ectomorph is like the very thin bill that's your friend that can eat anything she wants to eat, never gains weight. Y'all, you know, everyone is jealous, jealous of the friend. She's, um, you know, knocking down pizza and candy. And you're like, dang, how you eat all that food and never gain any weight? Um, they're also normally prone to being able to run long, long distances. So they're naturally like a long distance runner. So think about like the runners uh, in the Olympics, like, you know, Kenyan, uh, very thin build, et cetera. That's the ectomorph. Um, the one in the middle is the mesomorph. So that's the one with the more athletic build. So they came out the moon pretty much with a six pack and have been running ever since. <laughs> they, they're very toned. Um even before they were even before they were lifting any weights, they had muscles, so that person can typically lose weight when they need to, but also gain muscle when they want to. so again, they can also kind of eat bad if they want to it's It's kind of like the the typical trainer who's genetically prone to already you know having the body that most people want mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the mesomorph um, Endomorph is a thicker build. So think about someone who's like a power lifter, um, the person who's playing football and they're like on the defensive line. They're already, you know, kind of stocky. That person typically has to have a lower carb diet, higher protein and higher fat in order to lose weight just because of how their body normally processes food. So they're they're normally more prone to power activities and strength, um, less on their endurance side. And they normally also need more cardio in order to lose weight.
0: Interesting. No,
2: and didn't none of them sounded like my body.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> and you,
0: can, you
1: can be a mix.
2: <laughs> you can be a mix. So one way you can determine like what you are is think back to, uh, maybe like senior year of high school, like
1: before real life setting.
2: You know what? I was fire.
0: Okay, I was snatched. I was. And I, was
1: <laughs> I was always <laughs> plus. I was always
3: plus. I so just have a high metabolism because I would eat and I would eat and I would eat and I would never gain weight but now I'm like everything has cost Also, Oh me. so you were
0: an XO and now you're
3: i used to run track.
0: I would I've never been an XO but I've always been an XL and that's okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's me that's me too. <laughs> that is okay.
2: <laughs> So I'm, a, I'm a mix between an endomorph and a mesomorph. So, like, I've had muscles my whole life. Even when I was in elementary school, the little boys want to compare arm muscles and leg muscles with me. Um, but I'm also on, like, the thinner side, uh, so I have some of that ectomorph
1: quality as well.
3: Okay. 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 So, I know there's, like, a lot of people that is just like, oh, I have to go to the gym six days a week to lose weight. So, how often do you think that we should exercise daily? Well, the the official recommendation
2: is 150 minutes per week of mm-hmm. combination of um, cardio and strength training exercises. That's from the American College of Sports Medicine and also from uh, the, the CDC, the government.
0: Mm-hmm. And they
2: put, put out the recommendation. I think it may be every five years, two. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They put out the recommendation for what you need. And so, at a base level, you need 150 minutes to be healthy now of course depending on your goal that's going to determine how many times you should go so i normally say at a minimum three days a week okay. and depending on how you want your body to look if you if you're trying to build muscle you may need more days if you're trying to train for like a marathon or, or 5k you may need more days if you are endomorph and you're trying to lose weight and you have to add in more cardio days you're going to need more days so I would just say start with the base level up to three days and see if you're progressing towards your goal, and then you can make tweaks from there. Okay. I have a, a trainer friend who's on the curvier side, and she has to do like five days of cardio for 45 minutes just to maintain her size. Wow.
0: wow.
2: Yeah, I mean, and if she doesn't, she gains weight. That's just her genetics. Um, I do cardio maybe twice a week. Um, and I do strength training three to four days a week. You're so so I, do about, <laughs> I do about four to five uh, days of exercise a week. But you know what I'm saying? Like It's just different methods for different people depending on what, what your body needs.
3: So it's just almost like what worked for you may not work for exactly. me. So it's just, it's exactly. Beautiful. And that's what makes the health
2: feel so challenging, right? Is that yeah. there's no one size fits all. Yeah. I can't just tell you to do X. And it go and it be the same for everybody. You have to kind of play around with it and
1: see what works for you. Right, right. Yeah. So I've heard of, and I've taken it before. Um, like you could take a DNA test to see what your body needs. So I did, I'm actually about to start the keto. Like DNA the blood test. type right? What are you talking about? DNA test that tells you like what type of body you have and what type of food. You mostly meat and mine came back, um, no carb and I was like, But I don't eat meat. So <laughs> I don't like meat. I don't really eat meat Are like you a vegetarian, Tiffany? No, I I eat it, but like I don't especially wanna touch it. I just wanna wanna already made. Like I just yeah. It's <laughs> not me. So, so but keto requires a lot of meat made. <laughs> yeah, I, I just no I, like at Thanksgiving I literally eat, I skip the ham I skip the turkey I just eat the macaroni and cheese the greens the potato salad and cornbread like that's me so um so I'm not a big like when I did try keto I did have some success with it um and I did feel more more energy like I felt like oh wow like I, I'm, not, I'm not as hungry as I was on something like the calorie you know counting diets and things of that nature um Uh i just need a little bit more support but um do you think those are helpful as far as like the test that tells you like okay your body is more of this type of you know it responds well it sounds like it was pretty accurate yeah it sounds Um, like it was pretty accurate for you if
2: you said it told you not to really do carbs and then you didn't do carbs you felt amazing yeah. Um. I I don't know that much about them. I've never had one before, um. But I do think that they would have some type of relevance because depending on your heredit heredit heredity, heredity right? <laughs> depending it. on your lineage, how about that? There you and go. Your genetics. Uh-huh. Um. It's gonna just, what your what your what your ancestors ate, and you know what's gonna be the best fit for your body. So I can see I can see why that would be. helpful I'm have to try that. Yeah. Where did you get the test done?
1: um through neutralite Tiffany neutralite is, is that a website uh yeah you go to neutralite.com it's just a website you go
0: uh-huh okay I wonder if if mine will come back positive for bacon
1: <laughs> <laughs> Really? You know, I
0: don't understand how much me and bacon have like turkey bacon it don't matter turkey bacon pork bacon like I don't care I don't discriminate I eat all of it I love bacon Love bacon like I love have,
2: it. You ever, have you ever had a food sensitivity test
0: no like no. like give me like allergy
2: testing like the igg testing similar so it'll tell you like if you're sensitive to wheat or dairy or soy or corn or eggs no why would you like get that, that at? Um, there are a few different websites that you can go to i don't have i don't know them off top but i can post them later that would
0: be amazing and
2: yeah they, they take like a um i think it's a blood sample and see what's going on. So I don't know how, how, familiar, how familiar y'all are with food sensitivities, but a lot of times the foods that you eat uh, affect like acne, they can affect bloating, fatigue, whether, you, whether or not you're losing weight. Um, all of it plays a factor because it's, it, it all depends on how your body handles the foods that you're eating. And just because a food is healthy, doesn't, you know, like by the world standard of health, right. doesn't mean that it's like the best fit for your body. Um, So the food sensitivity test is one way that you can, you know, determine what's the best fit for you. Um, But another thing is like doing like a food elimination diet where you're taking out a lot of the foods that are commonly um, people have a a sensitivity to, Mm
1: -hmm. which
2: are dairy, soy, egg whites, peanuts, corn, um, take those out and then add them back in one at a time and see how your body responds to it.
0: Yeah, because I, I've actually had a couple of kiddos in clinic, they'll have like chronic constipation or something going on and people can't put their finger on it. And I will just tell the mom, stop, like stop giving them milk and let's do like almond milk instead and see if they get better. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the kid has an allergy to milk where they don't tolerate it, but you can have a sensitivity to where they're constipated. And I have had a couple of patients come back and the mom's like, they're fine. I quit giving them cow's milk. And now we do, you know, an alternative, and now they're regular. And I was like, that is, exactly. that's it. That's
2: it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, um, like I said, the food can be healthy, but it just not be may not be healthy for you. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah.
3: So, yep. In the new year, you have all these people uh-huh. who is like, I want to work out. I want <laughs> to get to gym. And they're just like, I'm just going to go for it and try it. What type of strategies would you give someone who is kind of just getting started with working out and fitness and really don't know a lot about working out or where to start at?
2: I'm a first and foremost, say, get, get a trainer. If if it's in your budget, (laughs) it would be your best benefit to get a trainer. Why? Number one, if you haven't really been working out um, or don't have any experience, you don't know what you're doing. Like you're, you're doing the exercise, but you're not, you're not uh, confident that you're doing it in the right form.
1: Mm-hmm. So if you're
2: not doing something correctly, you're not working the muscles that are supposed to be worked, and you're setting yourself up for injuries down the line. So that's number one. Uh, number two, accountability. A lot of people have made these goals over and over and over again every January, and it's like, let this be the year that you actually achieve what you want to achieve. You set the goal, and then now you have the action steps set by the trainer so that you're at at a better rate of success so he'll he or she will keep you accountable make sure that you're doing the things you're supposed to be doing outside of the sessions just with that person and make sure that you're progressing the way you're supposed to be progressing based off of what you tell them that you're that you're doing um so i think that's the best head start but if you can't get a trainer um it's hard to say where, where to get the best information from because it's like an information overload on on the internet right now. Right. No, um, okay.
3: I would say because huh? I, I was going to just ask that with the alternative because I know a lot of people say, which I have tried to train before. before well, with yeah. the gym, but it was just really, really, really expensive.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's can't the in your budget. <laughs> yeah.
3: Cause like it trainers can get expensive. Mm-hmm. So would you recommend
2: um, him on any websites that you like know? I, I would is- say bodybuilding.com is a good one. Um one trainer I follow is Athlean X. Mm-hmm. And he's he's really good at, at telling you what to do and more importantly why to do them as far as far as your form. Um me, dig <laughs> deep fitness. Woo <laughs> 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 You can always hit me up with, with questions. Um Girls Gone Strong is another good one. So that's a platform that pushes like women in strength, uh, mind, body, and spirit. So they have a lot of good information on, the, on, the web, on their website. Um, so just trying to get information that's, that's relevant and uh, accurate is the biggest thing. And then, like I said, don't start too big. Give yourself like just a couple days to get into the gym. Start with, you know, two or three times a week. Make that into a habit and then, and then build from there.
0: Yeah. So what like takeaways or if you had someone that was coming in um, for the very first time, like if if you had somebody that was listening to this, what would be the biggest um, like lesson or what information do you think is like crucial for our listeners to have um, going into 2019 trying to be snatched all
2: day? (laughs) I would say the biggest lesson is food first. I know a lot of times people put so much emphasis on their workout and they're not really as diligent about the the food they put into their body. Mm -hmm. So food first and managing the quality of your food. So trying to limit, you know, highly processed foods, trying to reduce added sugar, making sure that you're preparing most of your meals yourself so you can control what's going in them. And making sure that you're trying to get a wide variety of fruits and vegetables so that you're getting the nutrients and the vitamins that your body needs.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and those are, that's the basics as far as food, starting there. When you Watching your portion sizes.
0: Do you um, recommend that your clients use things like MyFitnessPal or like Eat This Much or those other websites where they kind of track their intake and output? Because I know one of my friends, her trainer made her take pictures of her food every day and send it to him.
2: that's one method yeah so uh a lot of my clients do use my fitness pal um unfortunately it's not as accurate as it used to be because you know users can put in their own information into the database Mm -hmm. and so sometimes people aren't putting accurate information and so if you're using that as your as your guide to whether or not you've eaten healthy and it's not the right information it's like what are you what are you basing your your whole entirety off of right yeah um, my first time so it, it can be a great platform if you are making sure that you're using mm-hmm. accurate information
0: my first time using it i definitely um, and then
2: also if, if you're counting your calories
0: yeah my first time using my fitness pro I, I definitely don't. found some cheeseburgers that were like 5 calories i'm like no <laughs> no that's wrong because it does allow you to add stuff exactly
1: exactly. exactly
2: yeah and so like you know you recognize that but some people may be like, oh, wow, my burger only has five calories. And now <laughs> they're eating more of them and eating them more often. <laughs> they think they're okay. Yeah. Even though in the back of their head, they know they know it's not right. They know.
0: Um, I just go on the company's <laughs> website and verify. Like, If I really want to know if we're going to a restaurant, I'll just go to the company's website. But it was a lot of work. And wow. for a while, I was a little fatigued with doing it because I was I felt like I was trying to budget my money. I was like, look, I only got 1,400 calories for today. Okay, so I'm gonna drink all this water, two scoops of salad, so mm-hmm. I can go out to dinner with you tonight. <laughs> it
2: was,
0: it was, it,
2: right. but it was, though, and I definitely, yeah, so a lot of times people are putting a lot of focus on like the, the number of calories, but it's like where are the calories going to? Like, are you getting enough protein? Are you getting enough carbs? Are you getting enough fat? And making sure that your eating is balanced, that it's not uh, too one sided on one-sided on any, you know, macronutrient. Right, right.
0: So where can our listeners find more about Dig Deep Fitness and you, and, like, where can they follow you? Give us all of your, all of your contact information. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, I am on uh, digdeepfit.com. That's my website, D-I-G-G-D-E-E-P-F-I-T.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Dig Deep Fitness. Full company name is Dig Fitness and Nutrition. Um, So I'm full company name on Facebook. Again, that's Dig with two Gs. And then on Instagram is at Dig Deep Fitness. Awesome.
0: And before you go, I need to know about this Power Plate 28 that you have starting
2: on Monday, January 7th. Yes, ma'am. So for the new year, new year, new me people. And everybody else in between. So I have a meal plan that I put together, Um, it's been a year in the making. And I know a lot of times people want like a blueprint for what to eat to be healthy and without having to have any kind of guesswork be a part of it. So what I did is I put together a 28 day meal plan. It tells you exactly what to eat, meaning Monday for breakfast you eat this, Monday for snack you eat that. Um, It breaks down all of the grocery list so you don't have to look at the recipes and be like, oh my gosh, like what do I need to buy? All you have to do is print out that sheet or look on your cell phone, purchase all the foods that you need. It has all the recipes for all of the meals. So a lot of times people are like, well, how long is it, is it going to take to cook? The meals are about 30, 45 minutes a piece. According to the plan, you only cook twice a week. So you're going to get in, in the habit of meal prepping. You'll cook on Sundays and Wednesdays. Like I said, the meals take about 30 minutes to cook. You're making t- two meals. So it should take you about an hour or so little over an hour to make your meals for the next few days. Um, the, the guidelines of the plan are limiting highly processed foods, limiting added sugars, um, making sure that your meals are portion controlled. And the biggest thing, which I've talked about before, were the food sensitivities. So you are removing wheat, dairy, and soy for 28 days.
3: I saw that, right? I can't have my coffee
2: moving. and my cream up. <laughs> Removing wheat here <laughs> for 28 days. And the reason why is because I said a lot of times people have sensitivities to these foods and don't know it. So, for example, I had a, a client who normally eats 1,800 calories a day. She was tracking her meals. She um, had gotten to a point where she wasn't losing weight. And this went on for months. And I'm like, you know, take out the jello, stop eating the graham crackers, you know, like, increase the quality of the food that you're eating, stop eating all these packaged foods. And even though she was eating 1,800 calories with these items, she wasn't losing weight. Um, she got on my PowerPlate 28 plan, now we're removing all these packaged items, and then she lost 10 pounds in like the 28 days. And I mean, keep in mind, she had been in a plateau right. for six months. Right. It is the same number of calories. It was right. just a different quality of, food.
1: quality of
2: food. So she actually determined that she had a sensitivity to wheat.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
2: once she added it back in, now her skin is breaking out. Now she's getting you know bumps up and down her arm. And you know she just felt better when it was removed. So I mean, I have lots of different people who have, that, who have felt that same experience. Right. And you don't know it until you take the food out and add it back in. Now, you may not have a sensitivity to it. But you won't know that until you take it out and then add it back. So that's why I made sure that, that was one of the, the components of the meal plan. Okay. And I wanted to make sure that I tell you what to eat because once I say, don't eat wheat, dairy, or soy, and you're like, well, what's left? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> why can't I eat still plenty of food? And still plenty
0: of food. It is. We're so dramatic. Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> so to give an, a, a, an incentive to try the meal plan, I've attached a $1,000 cash prize. Oh, we like cash oh, yeah. now.
0: Ooh, you said how, well,
2: <laughs> how much? $1,000. <laughs> how much? $1,000. $1,000. All you have to do is purchase the meal plan first to be eligible for the challenge. To enter the challenge, there's no purchase necessary because the purchase in the plan is a prerequis- prerequisite for entry. Um, you fill out the entry form. Um, you join a private Facebook group so you also have a commu- community of support who are doing this plan along with you. And then you go to Instagram. You take pictures of your meals and your snacks. You use the hashtag PowerPlate28Challenge. And the more times you post, the more chances you have to win the prize. The person I'm just who posts the If I do this, huh? I'm going to post pictures of me and say that I am
0: the snack. That's
2: what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, the, more, the, more you, the more you post, the more chances you have to win. Um, I have a program that will count up who has used the hashtag the most. That person will be the winner. If there's a tie, because I know everybody wants this money, right? Yeah. If there's a tie, um, you'll have to send in a testimony about your 28 days, what you learned about yourself, what you learned about your food. Um, that'll be put on Instagram. And then the one who has the most likes will be the winner. Boom. So and that right. starts January 7th. It's going to run from January 7th until February 3rd. And you can purchase the meal plan at powerplate28.com. And that's the number 28. So it's powerplate28.com. We love it. Joy, thank you so much. Oh, go right. oh, go ahead. One more thing. This is, uh, there's also a vegan version of the meal plan. So if you, are, if you do follow a vegan lifestyle and you still want to participate, I have both options. So there's powerplate28vegan.com for the vegan plan yes
0: that's choices options i love it thank you so much thank y'all for having me i I really enjoyed it yes we this is us we're here girl anytime you want slide into our DMs. (laughs) 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 we've absolutely enjoyed having you thank you so so much